call the dogs Chansey and Chi. This is Chansey, he's Chi. Uh, you dried off since Saturday, dude? Yeah, you could say that. Uh, man, it sounded like you had a long day at work there? Just a, yeah. little, a little tired? Yeah, just a, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling the Dogs. I'll do it for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry. Um, yeah, man, I, that was a long... I, I haven't been like that drenched after a football game for that long since the Alabama game back in 2015. And that Alabama game, I honestly just wanted to keep those wet clothes on for the re- for like the rest of the week. I mean, I just wanted to be miserable after that game. Wasn't quite the case after this game by any means. No, but yeah, th- that was back then for sure. Oh, that was yeah, that that was the only game I could equate it to uh that being that uh, just being that that wet but fortunately i was able to avoid most of the rain so we're in, i was in good shape there <laughs> but yeah, um did. but uh so i'm not going to complain about any of it uh i will say that the glass got fogged up one time <laughs> did it really <laughs> yeah. oh you were sitting behind glass huh yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah i was i was i, I already knew that I just want to make sure our our, our listeners are, are yes. knowing that that was and um but uh it was still pretty ugly from up there, so <laughs> don't worry. <Yeah. laughs> Sometimes I wanted the glass to fog a little more because uh, it was just it was painful to watch. I was telling you beforehand the, that first half of the game was like freaking Groundhog Day. Every time we touched the ball, it was it was just repeating itself and, and miserable. Um, yeah, God. we were talking about the drive charts earlier. It was like pun 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 pun. <laughs> <laughs> Just all in a row. The whole, I mean, with the exception of, th- of a, yeah, with the exception of whenever we went for the uh, <laughs> fourth down and we tried the QB sneak and it was pretty much from just taking the snap and laying on top of Trey Hill. <laughs> That's all it was. Uh, with the exception of that set of downs, we, every, between us and Kentucky, every set of downs was a punt or resulted in a punt. How terrible was that? Oh my God. It was awful. It was awful. I will, I will say though, uh, looking back and watching the broadcast, that just simply does not do it justice. What how nasty it was. I mean it, and it was it was kind of drizzling at the first part of the game, and then it got worse and worse and worse by the end of it. Like halfway through the third quarter, I was like, "This is a downpour. This is terrible." Yeah. So it, I, you know, watching it on on the broadcast, it's like ah, it's like barely raining. No, it was pretty much pouring the whole time. Yeah, it, it was tough to it was tough to see. Uh, I was especially I, when I was watching it on the on the TV because I watched the basically the second half. I watched uh, I was not at the game, um, and you're watching on TV. And I'm like, man, that does not show it at all. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it was raining hard, and um, fortunately the field didn't get messed up. It wasn't like the uh, was it the 49ers Redskin game this past yeah. week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just slipping and sliding everywhere. But um, but it was it was it was really really wet and um, uh, just uh, pretty impressed that we were able to get were able to throw the ball at all. Really surprised there weren't more turnovers just in general. Yeah, uh, I was I was thankful we were able to avoid that bug because uh, I hopefully we got it all out of our system uh, week before last. So. Um, but it, you're right. I, I was going to say that too. It it, it rained. It, it, you're right. We kind of went in and it wasn't that bad, but it picked up uh, big time. 
Man, I, there, and there was so many people you could, you know, you were wearing rain jackets. We went over and met <clears throat> my father and my brothers at uh, tailgate for the forestry school and, you know, had drink tickets and we had beers. And I was like walking in the stadium with a beer in my pocket. And I was like, I could literally just walk in with this because it's not like anybody was really patting you down or like, hey, let me see your pockets. They were just like, everybody was miserable. There's <laughs> <laughs> like the people that were checking the tickets were like, yeah, just go. You know, I mean, I don't even know if they scanned my ticket. So it was just kind of one of those things. I was like, I don't know why I threw the I threw like a full beer away. I was like, this is dumb. I took like two sips out of it and then threw it away. Well, I will say though, the uh, kind of in that same vein though, the crowd was really good for an away game or not away game for a. Uh, <laughs> sorry, um, uh, he's drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, for a post. Losing to South Carolina game mm-hmm. in the pouring rain, just a f- pretty awesome turnout that I was not anticipating because at kickoff, well, even ten minutes before the game, there was like twenty. There might have been twenty thousand people in the stadium, and then, but you, you look out the stadium and you just see all these people coming in, and I mean, it was there was a lot of people there. It, and, I think uh, it wound up like <clears throat> around kickoff. It wound up being close to like seventy thousand. In there, yeah. I, and th- that's just kind of a guesstimate, but I mean, obviously the six hundreds were not very full, but there were still people who were sitting. <laughs> I think Tyler, uh, Tyler was sitting with us, and he he made a remark. He's like, "Why do all these people sitting up in the six hundreds? Why aren't they coming down to like the one hundreds? Because there's seats everywhere. <laughs> they obviously don't they still do it sitting very up there. They obviously don't do it very often because yeah. <laughs> that would have been like the immediate thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the lower bowl was, I mean, it was it was pretty full. I mean, yeah. rel- I mean, relatively speaking. So, uh, props to everybody that went to the game. Um, it was it was a good good crowd to watch a very um, slow moving ball game. So, yeah, uh, Maybe, I guess uh, I guess a, a pitcher's duel. Yeah, I guess I guess with that, um, let's see. You yeah, you, well, actually, you actually made notes for this game, so let's make sure I don't want I don't want to make I don't want to get out of the notes here. Yeah, well, you know, um, we don't have much structure of this whole thing anyway. Yeah, we'll come back uh, and give our full Kentucky recap in a little bit. Uh, Let's just go ahead and quickly uh, cover the injury report. Um, Tyson Campbell, apparently, I didn't realize this, apparently he dressed out for the uh, Kentucky game. And I think all expectations are that he's going to be playing against Florida in two weeks, which is Gosh, dude, is it not crazy that we're already about to be at the Florida game? It blows my mind. It makes me cry, actually. Um, Solomon Kinley came back. I think he started playing probably like halfway through the second quarter, I believe. And uh, I'll get to that. I get. I have some some definitely some comments about him and and Cade Mays and that left guard spot here in a little bit. Um, but happy to see him back, and I think he seems to be. I think he's a hundred percent. Cager Lawrence Cager, who. Uh, was injured against South Carolina uh, again. I mean, he had a nagging injury, then he had a rib injury. So uh, apparently, he's still timetable. I think they said two to three weeks, something like that. Kirby says day to day. You never know. I I have no clue <laughs> with that guy. Uh, so there's a lot of smoke and mirrors on that one. But uh, all in all, thankful we have this whole this bye week, obviously. But I mean, thank also thankful like right now we have guys that are getting you know, healed up before the bye week. So we can be 100% going into practice next week. Yeah, really not – nothing, again, with the rain. No 
real big injuries. No, no, nothing turf, not getting anybody or, or anything like that. So, um, we're, we're in good shape there. Mm-hmm. In other news, Georgia related, uh, old coach Mark Rick just had a dang heart attack. <laughs> and then and, out there uh, tweeting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> What, what did he say? It's something. It was along the lines of uh, he was saying that um, just so everybody's aware, like I had a heart attack. I was uh, at peace because I knew that I was going to heaven, uh, but I would also miss my wife or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. telling you beforehand. It's kind of like he was typing that out and then realized, like, oh shoot, I should probably add that in there. <laughs> I don't really want to piss her off. <laughs> well, it's also like if if he was thinking that exact thing. I mean, obviously, that's like a very well thought out thing. It's just like, well, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to miss my wife. This hurts a lot, but you know, everything's going to be fine. But we're happy he's he's doing well. Apparently, he's along in that same tweet he's like i plan to be work at work this week yeah <laughs> so oh margaret man we're, well and we're then the, for you. and then the uh, next tweet is i guess i'm off the cheese balls <laughs> dude that's what, i mean that's when you know that's when you have a lot of confidence in where you're going whenever oh, you're yeah. just like i had a heart attack let's make fun of that like <laughs> okay um yeah. also and 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 less serious news uh, but also important uh arik gilbert who is a five-star tight end um i hate it all right sorry let me back up it's not this is not important compared to a a person having a heart attack (laughs) okay all right just like process that yeah Uh, i got you i got you you're good you're good arik gilbert um who is a five-star tight end from marietta uh he is committing tomorrow yeah sorry he's committing tomorrow i think it's some sort of like jersey all-american jersey dedication something like that so um i think it's kind of an alabama clemson race but he did just have a he just visited this past weekend against kentucky so it could be one of two things either whenever you set a uh, commitment date like right after a uh a visit like this it's either okay i went there for the last time like ah it made me just cross the dogs off or it's like okay i went there i heard what i needed to hear i saw what i needed to see <clears throat> and I, i'm gonna be a dog so um i'm gonna lean towards the more pessimistic pessimistic view uh, but i do think uh you know at the very least we'll get a big time tied in in this class well we definitely uh, didn't put on a good show uh, to coming coming into a rainy game. I don't know. It's, 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 it depends on how you look at it, man. Our tight ends suck. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> the be, the best play of our tight ends uh, this whole week was uh, this whole week was Charlie Warner keeping George Pickens from finishing his throat slash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but uh, 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 George Pickens was going for like the, a super long and dramatic throat slash that kind of started up around the helmet and then like came across the side. It was after like a big uh, a pass over the middle, and Warner just goes and like hugs him to try to keep him. From, <laughs> Are you serious? From, yeah, go back and watch it. It's like he he literally he's going for the throat slash. And and uh, Warner's like jumping, and then he sees him, and then he just like reaches for him and grabs him. 
<laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, that's an immediate flag. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. Wow, very astute. I saw, I saw that. I saw that uh, from behind the glass. That I saw that from the from way up there. I was like, Warner's best play of the game. That was because <laughs> that would have just that would have sucked real bad. So the anyway. funny the funny thing with Warner, it's like there's there's some plays where I'm like, okay, like he. Um, he had a pretty good block on that, but there's the large majority of it. I'm like, man, that guy gets pushed around a lot. I don't know how what he weighs, but it's not enough. We need a bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Werner. I think he's an athlete. He's just not a true tight end. I mean, the guy plays. I mean, he can play. He he's really the size more more of the size of receiver than anything. So, but we got we got a guy named Darnell Washington. It, who is very interested in being a dog. He's from Las Vegas. He's like 6'7", 260, very small. Um, so, yeah. I'm uh, I'm hoping we get that kid. Uh, considering if we don't get a Reed Gilbert tomorrow, which is not that serious compared to a heart attack. Um, anyway, um, last week, Chancey, what you what you see last week from games that weren't the dogs game? Uh, I saw uh, Lovey Smith out there just – Looking real badass and uh, and beating and beating Wisconsin. <laughs> Man, we watched that from the tailgate with a with a fireplace on, big 70 inch TV. Had a, a cold drink in our hand. Gosh, that was the best. And there was rain going on around us, but we were like, oh, I'm comfortable. <laughs> feeling feeling really nice. But uh, Lovey uh, Lovey having a mean uh, 300 Leonidas beard going on, but gray. <laughs> And like looking, looking fit. I mean, anyway, but, but needless to say, it kind of looked like uh, uh, DeAndre Swift's dad. Yeah, <laughs> but lean. <laughs> yeah, 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 not quite as jacked. It's <laughs> quite as roided out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, w- they beat Wisconsin, uh, kicked the last second field goal, uh, and, um, and and won that game. Uh, just a really good game uh, from Illinois, and uh, so that was awesome to see. Uh, Did you see how that field goal basically got set up? The uh, Wisconsin quarterback threw a pick. Yeah. I mean, you're down, you're down, or excuse me, you're up two points. He throws a pick. I I, I don't really, I don't know. He threw a pick on like the 50-yard line. Yeah. It's like, man, I mean, at that point, you just need to be running the clock out and then punt that ball away. But he gives them the chance to drive down the field and kick a field goal. I don't know, how, how long was the field goal? Do you know? It was uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was like forty something yards, because I remember no, it not being no chip a, shot then. No, like I say it wasn't a gimme. I, I thought I, I don't think it was. I can't remember. I guess I was just so surprised that Illinois was beating them. Um, but yeah, I, we because we saw the, uh, the the interception and uh, and watched that game. So it, that was pretty awesome. So take some heat off of us. People have already forgotten for the most part, at least for for now that. We lost South Carolina uh, in double overtime at home. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I think I think the Wisconsin loss. I think Illinois is a worse team than South Carolina. There's no doubt in my mind that that's the case. Uh, but the difference is obviously the fact that it was at home compared to away. But then I also think like Illinois environment probably not that effective. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, they're both they're it's both pretty bad. So pretty, pretty damn bad. Pretty damn bad. Uh, also, uh, as you saw, Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, 
he was injured against Tennessee. Uh, man, his his ankle went sideways. Did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you don't want you don't want a guy to get injured like that, especially not a, a star player. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Alabama does this weekend. The guy that came in, there was two guys that came in after Tua, uh, number eighteen, number ten. Um, number ten was, I think he got the most of the snaps, but he didn't get any points. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, the defense had the the, real, the best <laughs> the best play of the game. Tennessee how pulled the most Garantano? Tennessee thing. <laughs> how about him going rogue right there? Did you read about that? What Garantano going rogue? Yeah, dude, the play was that wasn't the play, and uh, that's why that's why Pruitt grabbed him a face. new one. <laughs> you know, he literally grabbed his face mask. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that that got blown up. Of course, all these you know liberal liberal publications were all like, "He can't do that." It's like he barely grabbed it. He like pulled it a little bit. I mean, every football coach in the history of football has grabbed a face mask. <laughs> My goodness, uh, but it, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he just he just went off. There is a uh, somebody did a had a tweet where they had a rundown video. I mean, I, I'll send it to you if I can find it. And uh, it was supposed to be. So <laughs> the funny thing is they were praising Cheney because it was like this is the perfect play call in this situation, and it was like literally would have been a walk in touchdown. But Garantano decided he was going to just do the pull and, and extend thing. But it was supposed to be just like a kick out the end clear path running back off the uh in the like the b gap or c or excuse me c gap and uh sure enough like garantano just was like ah no nah. <laughs> i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and that's why Pruitt was so pissed he said it was like i mean you could read his lips i mean the things he said <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need closed captioning for that one no no um and then aside from that we got some help in the sec east race um vandy just comes out of nowhere, beats Missouri. Wins I'll tell you what, I like I like that coach, man. Derek Mason. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I mean he's I I mean I think he, I think he's a nice guy. Well, he's a lot better than James Franklin. Oh yeah, that guy <laughs> that guy sucks so much. Well, I mean, somebody I saw somebody said before the season they said bold prediction uh, for next year, Derek Mason will be our defensive coordinator. I'm like, well. I ain't mad about that. I think well, him and Kirby are boys, apparently. So yeah, they're, I think they're pretty close. Um, I don't know if they coached together at all or anything like that. I don't think <clears> they did, but yeah, they've been. They're always pretty pretty tight. So thank you, Vandy. Well, we don't need a. Uh, don't really need a new defensive coordinator. No, no, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here. I mean, we're we're just looking down the well, outline. We here. need a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many people that are saying there's, man, excuses left and right, complaining. Um, don't you miss the days when we would just be excited about winning a ball game, twenty-one to nothing? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm glad we are all up on a, like, on championship caliber, and that's the expectations every year. Uh, but man, I just it sometimes it just takes the freaking fun out of it. Oh yeah, I agree with you, and I and I'm I'm definitely not one that's like ready to jump ship quite yet. I mean, I think we've got plenty of football left to be played. Um, I, it does it gets old. It gets old really fast when people start freaking out. It's like we we talk about we bring this up every once in a while. Our freshman year, we had a losing season. We lost to UCF in a bowl game. It's like ah, things have been a lot worse. 
they they really have been, and not really that long ago. <laughs> like, no. let's make sure we, we put this into perspective. It wasn't that long ago that we were not that good. So, I, I mean, but at the same time, dumb stuff is frustrating. Like, I mean, it's very, very frustrating. I um, completely agree. It's, yeah, you don't want to, I mean, we're not here to be complacent and, you know, we're certainly not Disney dogs. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to win the national championship regardless of what happens, you yeah, know, in the middle will. of the season. No, that's not us. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, man, you, you got to find some things to be to, to be excited about. You know, you got to have some things that you can hang your hat on. And whenever the weather is this bad, I mean, just just take out. I mean, basically, that's I mean, that's half the ball game. I mean, you cannot, you could not pass in that game. Oh no. And I I know that. So I mean, at, at the end of the day, we threw for thirty five yards. On 12 attempts, man, and, and Fromm went, he, he threw it 75%. <laughs> he, he went 9 for 12. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I made a note of this. Uh, George Pickens had like 35 yards on the game, but we netted out to 35 yards passing because of the uh, the sacks and the fumbles and whatnot. I don't even know if they had a sack. I, I'm not positive on that, but uh, <laughs> I just think that's funny because <laughs> – George Pickens literally just, like, he accounted for, like, our entire passing game. Uh, and then uh, everybody else is, like, just a little bit. And then, well, DeAndre Swift had a negative passing. He had negative passing yards. So Well, he had, it was at third, it was at third down. He threw that. Yeah. Basically, he, he kind of dumped it off to him, and he got caught as soon as he caught the ball. Um, which, which, that game, I mean, that play, I, I did want to point this out. Cade Mays is not comfortable in left guard. I think Cade Mays is an incredible talent. I love that kid. But that was a turning point. I'm pretty sure we put Solomon in there the next drive. But Cade Mays in left guard spot, just not comfortable at all. I mean, he let he let that happen. That yeah. pressure was, was his fault. Well, um, I, I'm kind of with you. I think the I think the uh, the weather – You obviously you can't really look at Fromm for any of this. I mean, the fact that Fromm – was able to really hold on to the ball and, and give good handoffs. And like say, with the weather the way it was, you just have to be thankful we didn't turn the ball over more than we did uh, or at, at all. And um, uh, so for me, that was that was a big deal. Um, I still think some of the, the, the play calling, even in what we did, I mean, kind of I was saying Groundhog Day, I mean – Yes, we know we're going to have to run the ball a bunch, but, like, why don't we just mix it up some? I mean, I, just some differences in how we're on how we're handing the ball off, and, and I don't know. Like, we finally started doing some outside zone zone runs, and they worked, and I'm just like, why didn't we? <laughs> the, the first, the change of the quarter, I think it was the change of the quarter, whenever it was. Whenever we scored our first, no, it was coming off a timeout. Whenever we scored our first touchdown, Swift, first of all, incredible individual effort. Good Lord. But at the same time, that was the first time that he's been able to stretch out the field, and we had blockers outside of him. Like it's it's a it's a different concept. Whenever you have all five of your you know true linemen, not counting the tight end, all behind or excuse me within the hash mark behind the behind the running back 
But whenever you actually have a, and this is where the the pulling the guards kind of comes into play. Like what, that's how you get guys outside and with with the running backs. And we were able to actually get some spacing between the tackles were actually coming. Out. I mean, we weren't pulling guys still. But the, the tackles were actually able to stretch the play down the, the line of scrimmage. And then Swift was able to cut back behind him. And I don't know if it was on that particular play that he cut back behind the tackle or not. <clears throat> but, I mean, the guy shot a hole. And that was, was made possible by the fact that they just stretched the line of scrimmage. But he shot a hole. And then I don't know what in the hell he did. it. He, like, ran into the tackler but then spun into him, and he's just, that guy had to have been, a, like, I'm in vertigo right now, like, what's going on? This guy just sonicked past me. Um, I don't know what in the world happened there, but, I mean, we started, you're right, we started to go outside. We started to change it up a little bit instead of the, the normal. I mean, there was several in the first half. There were several downs where we just, Inside give, inside give, inside give. And it's not just like a people talk about inside gives like it's like a simple, I mean, a really simple play. And it, it is in the grand scheme of things, but it's not like they're just like giving it to them. It's like, hey, see what happens. There's supposed to be holes. Right. There's supposed to be places. But in a game like this, whenever they can put nine or ten in the box, there's not going to be holes. Right. But well, you can't pass. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because guys are not, obviously not going to go anywhere. So, and I mean, I, I get the idea about using the inside give to set up other plays, mm-hmm. but but you have to run those plays. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if the inside give is going to allow you to make plays, you need to be able to. You, you need to start doing something different. I mean, obviously, and Kirby even talked about it in his last press conference. He's like. Do, do those runs start opening up because we kept chopping in the first half and all and all this kind of stuff? And, I mean, I think partially, yes. I mean, we're beating down their front seven. But that obviously is cannot be the game plan for when we're going into Jacksonville or, or going yeah. into – I mean, we've got to – we've got to. We're not going to be able up. to push Florida around one man-to-man. Oh, God, on, no. On the line of Absolutely scrimmage. not. Because we, we haven't been able to re- – we haven't been able to do that all season. I mean, really, and mm-hmm. especially, like, at the, at the start of a game. Um and Florida's going to be ready to come after us, man. And, and so I, I just, I don't know. You got to give when you can give Swift some space. He's gonna he's gonna do what he did this past weekend. And um, we, I I don't know. Just getting him outside. It's just that that's what I've been questioning. And like I say, you have you have to chalk parts of this up to weather, but you still have to call the plays. Like you still have to you you still are calling plays. And there's a system that we're that we're doing, and and it just it was repetitive, man. I mean, it was it was very it just seemed repetitive to me. And um, I I don't know. I, like I said, I know you can't open it up with the pass in a game like this, but I just felt like there was there was more we could have done on, on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, so uh, there so was I, there was a lot of frustration there. Yeah. So was uh, was this Swift's career high? He had 179. On the day, I it's, don't know. It's it's got to be close to it. I mean, that's that's one of the higher numbers I've seen for him. I have, uh, I'm I gonna have no I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at that. But here's here's what I'll say. James Coley is obviously not a proven. I mean, you know, even in Miami, he's not a pr- proven play caller. He's not a guy that 
has come up in our system. He's not a Georgia guy. It's kind of one of those things. It's like we really don't have any allegiances to this guy. Um, I do hope that it's mostly him. I do hope that people are saying. I mean, people make all these assumptions, and it's incredible what people will say on a online or something, and just assume like or act like they know anything. It's like, look, listen. Kirby doesn't let stuff out. The the people that write these articles on Dog Nation and on Rivals and on 247, they don't even get this kind of access. Kirby keeps everything under wraps. You think you, a, a, a Joe Schmo on the internet, knows anything about what go, goes on behind the scenes in this in this program? No. And it's just crazy how, I mean, rumors just start that way. And it's like, okay, well, what's uh, Kirby's philosophy is basically like the 20, 2009 or two, 2010 Alabama offensive philosophy. It's like, uh, you know, just run it, run it up the middle. We're going to bully him and all this stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, I, I agree that he wants to run the ball. I think he wants to be a run-heavy team. But it's like I can't imagine that Kirby thinks that an inside handoff three times in a row is, is the way to go. And in fact, Alabama did not run out of the shotgun. I mean, people can go back and look. Alabama doesn't didn't run out of the shotgun all the time in in 2009 or 2010. It just didn't happen. They played an, a, a single back set with double tight ends and ran the ball out of that. And you know what? They bullied people out of that. But you know what? It's a, just a different. It's a different angle. It's different concepts. It's just incredible what people will make up to make them sound like they know something about what's going on behind this behind the scenes and i don't blame people for getting upset by any means i mean it's frustrating uh, but i just can't i can't imagine just thinking like i'm gonna just like say this and like i think it's right <laughs> yeah. oh yeah well and, and I, I agree with you it's the, these guys like pe- people get excited and uh and, and they want to see their team do well and uh but also, just just calm down. There's obviously – like, we're going to find out if – I mean, I think after after Jacksonville, we're going to feel pretty confident is Coley the guy. I mean, yeah. I, I think we're – he's – Lord willing, it'll be dry and we'll uh, we'll be able to really see – he's, he's going to have to open up the playbook. We're obviously going to have to let it all out. And so, um, we're going to be able to see what, what – our offensive identity actually is, um, but I will say this, um, and you have it here, nice and and highlighted. Um, if you boo <laughs> at your own team during the game, I would kindly ask you gather your things, put them tight in their bag, and get the hell out of my stadium. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I have never. I, I, you cannot justify to me why you're booing. I don't care who you're booing at. I don't care if it's Coley up in the up in the box. You got our guys down on the field listening to your sorry self up in the stands because you're mad about what we ran on a third down play. Like that's you're sitting there booing our own guys. You got 18, 19 year old guys that you're booing, and and obviously they're not listening to you, and they don't really care about you, and they shouldn't. But that that is just ridiculous. You can have opinions about this about 
Like, we're hell, we're doing this. Like, we've got opinions on this stuff. But you're going to boo your own team? Like, you can be pissed about it, but, like, you're not, don't don't boo your team. Don't boo your own team. I mean, like, we don't we don't want you. Yeah, like it's I mean, Swift even said in his press conference, he's like he's like, You don't like don't come to the game. If you're if you don't wanna if you don't wanna be there, don't come to the game. And I'm like he said it. Not not me, but then I said it now. So. <laughs> I was uh I was really hoping you would mention this before me. I wanted to just let you go ahead. <laughs> Uh, before I did, and couldn't agree with you more. Don't boo your own damn team. Don't do it. I don't. And this is, I mean, and people, people boo like professional sports teams, and like, I, you know, I don't really still, I still don't agree with that. But you know, I can see it like a little bit more. Like they're paid to be out there. You're paying. That's pay, a paid product. These are eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. I don't, and they, and they chose to come here and represent our university and come to play for this university. And these fans who are all in the stadium are coming to support them and encourage them to win the ball game. And whenever you don't like something, there's plenty of different ways to vent your frustration, but don't boo our, your own team. Don't boo our team. And in fact, people, I've, I've read it online, Chancey. I've, I've read every excuse and people are, all right, so, I mean, people are like, well, I'm not booing, I'm not booing the team, I'm booing the, the coaches and the coaching staff and the, the, the playmaking is like, you think that after uh, DeAndre Swift or Brian Herrien or Jake Fromm has a bad play on a third down and you start booing, you think that they think, oh, they're not booing me, they're booing the coaching staff, not a big deal. Hell no. They hear it just like everybody else in the dang stadium. It's pretty loud. They hear the boos. And then I also read, I mean, you could, I mean, Chancey, I mean, you would not believe some of the stupid crap people were saying online. I also read somebody said, I pay X amount of money to be in that stadium. I should, I have, I mean, basically saying that they're entitled to boo these kids. And I'm just like, you need to get your priorities straight, man. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. I care a lot about Georgia football. I mean, to a point where my wife says, thinks I'm crazy. And and as she should. But there's a certain extent to where I will... I mean, there's a certain line I will not pass. That is not something I'm going to do in support of my team. And I just cannot fathom thinking there... Especially, I mean, there's a lot of people in that stadium that are older than we are, Chancey. Yeah. And they're sitting there cussing X player out they're booing after a third down play it's like man not only does that look you look stupid first of all booing your own team second of all uh, it negatively affects the players it negatively affects the recruits and third of all there's plenty of other things that you could boo in the stadium people boo the refs all the time that's fine boo the refs out after a bad play yeah they suck you know Boo, yeah, boo the refs, and we do that all the time. Boo the other team, you know, if they are like showboating or something like that, or boo, boo the song selection. Definitely boo the karaoke cam. Highly encouraged. That highly encouraged. Boo the karaoke cam, which we did against South Carolina because they played it whenever we were losing. Idiots. Boo the Spike Squad. <laughs> <laughs> 
but just don't boo your own team. Well, and it's like you were just talking about. We had one of the top recruits in the country in our stadium mm-hmm. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And you think that impressed him, Chancey, that we were booing after the third down? I'm sure that that old that old probably old fat guy sitting up in the stands who was like, "I paid all this money to be here." It's like <laughs> he Eric Gilbert really cares about your opinion, my man. <laughs> so keep it up. We appreciate you. Yep. So yeah. that's uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm at on that. So not um, to mention, I, I didn't even think. I mean, I I forgot about this, but not to mention a lot of these kids' parents. Their parents yeah. are sitting in the stands. The one who actually makes the choice, Mama. Yeah. The the one who's actually in charge. Yeah, she's out there. She's mm-hmm. out there. So any anywho. So I think you yeah. get I think you get our point on this. Yeah. Uh, if you have different opinions, I don't really want to talk to you about it. So we yeah, we were we were waiting until that, that ticking time bomb went off in our Kentucky recap. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm glad you took it on first, to be honest with you. Yeah, well um, somebody had to do it, so I was more than happy to. <laughs> I don't even know where we go from that. Uh, I'll talk about the defense. <laughs> Played their tails off. Really proud of our, our guys, especially on the back end. Uh, Stokes had several good plays. Um, and J.R. Reed had a big hit, forced a fumble. That was a game changer. We had the forced fumble and the recovery. They had it, they shanked a punt. I mean, those basically both of the – I don't know if it was – I don't know which one came first, to be honest with you. I can't remember. Uh, but you know those were both just like those were game changers. Those were 14 points off of off of turnovers, basically. Um, so I was I was proud of what we showed. I think Jordan Davis is back fully healthy. I'm not positive. Yeah, but uh, I was happy to see I was happy to see him out there. Also, Nicobe Dean. I just checked the box score. Nicobe Dean led the team in tackles. I didn't realize that. Well. Tied with like every other linebacker, but um, yeah, man, he had a big game. Also, Nolan Smith beat I. I can't remember what play it was. Nolan Smith knocked the hell out of some guy. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that guy's gonna be a stud. Him and Nickobe Dean are both gonna be incredible players for us for years to come. Well, and the the one thing you say about this game is, I mean, there was a couple times they got they they were closer to scoring and had a couple opportunities and that that one time the the Kentucky guy was all by himself he caught the ball right mm-hmm. in front of his face and I guess it was wet and he just threw it down and then kicked it behind his head <laughs> he yep, like yep. he like he did like a it looked like a bicycle kick almost like a bad bicycle kick yep, and yep, he just yep. booted it into the the stands um it seemed like but um so there's a couple times they got close uh but I mean, for the most part, I mean they had great field position. They started out with great field position because we were always backed up inside our twenty. I mean, it wasn't until the second half I think that we actually started on their side of the field or, or had any or had any kind of decent or not inside of our twenty uh, had any kind of decent field position. So the defense was generally working with a with a short field, shorter field compared to what we had. But um, I. At the same time, talk about defense had a great performance. The guys could also pin their ears back and and get after it because you know they're not going to really throw the ball. You're not really concerned mm-hmm. about a passing attack. Uh, so the guys the guys had to play play well. I mean there was some, there was definitely some missed tackling uh, that was going on, and and the quote unquote quarterback was able to maneuver pretty well. Uh, missed 
had, had, a, had some times that we just couldn't get him. I mean, we, we got some pressure on him, but we just couldn't get to him. And, um, and so, I mean, they basically are running a wildcat the whole game uh, uh, situation. But, guy, I mean, like I said, we held him to relatively few yards. I mean, guys played well, had some big hits, and uh, and then obviously got the turnovers. So that that helps. Uh, but, like I say, there's obviously stuff to clean up. But even at the same time, ground's wet for them too. They're still having to deal with that. Uh, but I, I felt – I felt good about the about the game. The thing is, it was just so wet. You just can't take much from this game. Uh, this like, was the worst conditions that Fromm could have asked for after a South Carolina game that he needed to bounce back from. Oh yeah, absolutely. He need, he needed a dry field and a dry dry, dry sky <laughs> <laughs> for this game, and we just didn't have it. Yeah, which I'm thankful for the rain up here, man. It's been dry as hell. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we've needed it. Yeah, Lord answer yeah. our prayers, uh, but it just wasn't uh, in the football prayers um, mm-hmm. because I mean now we're going to basically go a month without playing a game from a loss. I mean, this game was I mean it was obviously a game, but especially from an offensive standpoint, we're not really um, we're we're not really playing. I mean because. I mean, offensive line wise, but like our receivers and everybody can't really get into it because we're we're just random. Yeah, it, off wasn't, for a it game. wasn't a fully functional offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, were, we were pretty pretty hindered, but uh, so I'm mean, gonna say defense still had to play ball. I mean, had the shutout, got the shutout, and uh, which is always awesome to see. So there's there's definitely Kirby went off on the defense today. He was just like somebody's like, "What do you think of their defensive performance?" And he was like, "If a coach went in there and saw that, it'd be." He, they would look at it and say that was atrocious, and I'm like, <laughs> I saw him say that, say that. I was like, I mean, yeah, they missed some assignments, but like, it's all right. <laughs> but I mean, I obviously, mean, I one thing. obviously, he's trying he, to light a fire under him and get him ready for Jacksonville. He's, it's called psychological warfare. Yeah, and he's real good at it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, from a defensive side of the ball, but it's just one of those games you can't get super excited about. Yeah, and uh, I was re-watching the broadcast, and um, they were talking about – they brought it up, and this, this is kind of my last point, but uh, speaking of the defense, they uh, did not – The K- Kentucky did not complete a pass until like four minutes and 30 seconds left in the football game. <laughs> and But it was like literally the, the, the daggum commentators talked about it, and then it happened like the next play. <laughs> It's like, man, y'all know, y'all know you jinx everything, but uh, it was, it was kind of one of, the, it was gonna be one of those like historical things, like this hadn't happened since like 1992 or something, <laughs> or at least for Georgia, I don't know, maybe, it, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, you know, since then for like other teams, but it's like, gosh, that would have been awesome if they hadn't completed a pass, but uh, yeah, man, all in all, I think the defense played pretty well, uh, regardless of what uh, mind games Kirby's trying to play right now or Coach Kirby. Um, man, we we just gotta get our head on straight. I'm sure we'll have a big time. We hate Florida podcast next week. I can't well, wait. It's about to it get. might just be us cussing <laughs> the whole time. We hate Florida, um, but can't wait next week. Ne- next week is gonna be a big week. Uh, go ahead and get your gay- Gator Hater week going. Go ahead and your Florida hate week starts now. Actually, started like two days ago. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and get get your blood flowing, get your hate going because uh, 
we hate those guys. So do whatever you got to do. Um, you know, just uh, make sure make sure you're 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 ready by next weekend. Um, Chancey, I've got a few games of the week. Do you have any more thoughts on Kentucky, or are we are we Gucci on that? No, let's let's just move on. Let's just let's put this all behind us, <laughs> and let's We're, let's go for let's move forward. Let's go to Jacksonville. Well, Chancey, we got a little bit of a uh, Big Ten flavor, I think. Eh, not so much. We'll we'll just do we'll do three. Um, Wisconsin and Ohio State play at, at noon for some reason. Excuse me, it's thirteen versus three. Wisconsin's coming off the big loss, obviously. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Ohio State is favored by 14 points. It's in Columbus? Are they in Columbus? Is that right? Yeah. Ohio State's Columbus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in the shoot. Whatever. It's in Ohio State. Uh, who do you got there, Chance? I'm going to I'm gonna go with the, the Badgers. I, mean, I think 14 points is, is a lot. Uh, I think they got a, they got a good defense. I think Illinois just caught them sleeping this week, and uh, I think they'll – I don't know if they win this game, but uh, but I'll take the I'll take the I'll take Wisconsin with the points on that. I hear you. Here's what I'll say: I'm starting to believe that Ohio State is truly a top four team in the country. Uh, Justin Fields looks legit. I think people who see him in that system uh, and think that like he would have done the same thing here, I don't think that's the truth. But you know. He's doing really well up there, and that's all I'll say about that. I think Ohio State covers. Actually, I think they win this game by like maybe twenty-one, maybe maybe twenty-four. So I'll say Ohio State. Big game of the weekend, three thirty game, SEC number nine. Auburn plays LSU number two in Baton Rouge. I'm really hoping I've got to work on Saturday. I'm really hoping I'm going to be back and on a couch for this game with a beer in my hand because I'm pumped. I love this game. Uh, LSU's favored by eleven and a half points. What do you think their chance? Uh, I'm gonna say go Tigers, but the the, the LSU ones, the LSU the good Tigers. You're right, the good Tigers, yeah. the good Tigers. Yeah, I, yeah, just yeah, for I'm sure. I'm never, I'm just simply never gonna pick Auburn. So, uh, Gokes Tigers, Gokes Tigers, go Tigers. Um, Notre Dame plays Michigan at seven thirty that night. Uh, Notre Dame's Still ranked pretty high, number eight, and Michigan's number nineteen. In fact, Notre Dame's ahead of us, uh, but you know we lost South Carolina, so I guess that makes sense. Whatever. Uh, Michigan is favored right now by one point. It's in the big house. What do you think their chance? Hmm. Uh, I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to Notre Dame. Why not? Yeah, give- dude, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for the Irish there. I think Michigan. I mean, anytime we get to pull against Harbaugh. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I do think Notre Dame is a better team though, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna certainly be pulling for them. Uh, chance that's I mean, there's a few other pretty good games. Uh, nothing crazy. Those are all the big uh, ranked versus ranked games. Um, that's what we're looking at this weekend. Enjoy the bye, everybody. We don't we don't. There's no possibility of us losing this weekend. Uh, so you know, just just enjoy watching some college football without any kind of uh, possibility of F sorrow. <laughs> uh, so that's the best way to put it. Um, I'll just say, let's, uh, like I said, just hype, get, turn it up to 11 on the hate week. Get pissed. Go ahead and just get pissed. I mean, these people suck. There's no holding back. Just get pissed. And, uh, let's, let's go ahead and get ready for next weekend. And, uh, 
if you're not if you don't like have a condo booked or already like going down there to to get rowdy uh pay, pay what you got to pay to get down there let's get dogs in that stadium we'll get back on that next weekend whenever we have our Georgia Florida issue go dogs dogs on top Couple of days, don't you as a riddle.